You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Ian. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. Well, I'm doing as well as can be. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm hiding in a closet. Oh, oh really? <laughs> are you in a closet? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm I'm sitting here in my room. The windows are closed. Then I'm ready to rock. So, Ian, go backstage and warm up. Okay. <laughs> me, 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 me. All right. We'll see you in just a minute. You're listening to Houses on the Moon podcast. The unheard voice. Amplified. 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 Making a home for stories in uncharted space since 2001. I am Jeffrey Solomon, co-founder of Houses on the Moon Theater Company in New York City. Though we're without a live audience in these COVID times, we are still surrounded by incredible stories, true stories, human stories. And while we love a live show, listening for new, vital, untold stories has always been where the magic of our work comes from. And we have so many remarkable ones we want to share with you in the coming months in the Houses on the Moon podcast. The true story that you're going to hear today from Ian Eaton is from Houses on the Moon's production of Gun Country. After Ian's story, I'll talk to him about its genesis, and then we'll hear from a special guest. Now, here's Ian Eaton telling his story, Steve. My body shakes and trembles uncontrollably. I wonder if they can feel me shaking. Now, at nine years old, I'm pretty slick at talking my way out of a tight spot, but there is no way I'm going to talk my way out of this. They know I'm scared. I'm going to count to three. And if you don't give me that fucking windbreaker, I'm a key punching you in the face. Yeah, his equally huge friend says as he holds me and them sneaks is deaf too. How did I even get here? And even though we lived in the projects in Harlem during the 80s crack era, my mother kept a close eye on me, especially when playing outside. She stood ever vigil at the window with binoculars in hand, in full commando mode. However, today, I'd broken my cardinal rule of staying out of the staircases. There's no telling who or what you'll run into. Once you go down a flight and turn that corner to go down again, drugs, sex, or violence. Let's not even mention the smell. But here I am. The 
big dude starts counting. One. It's a pullover jacket. If I let go, I'll no longer have the use of my hands. And there's no telling what they would do once I was blinded. Two. Three. Ah. I let go. And he pulls the windbreak over my head. And then he yanks it back down. Yo, son. Don't ever do that. Word. His homie chimes in. Don't ever let nobody play you like that. That jack is dope. And you're from Manhattanville. Hold your shit down, nah, me. Uh, uh, I could barely manage to nod my head yes. Now, if I ever hear you playing soft, man, I'm gonna have to come see you. Word? Oh, I heard. Now, as payment for this important lesson, I'm gonna need that watch. Oh, it's my Star Wars watch. Very popular. But hey, this is way better than my previous options. <laughs> I gladly snap it off and give it to him. Boom. Oh, he punches me in the stomach. What did I just tell you? Lucky for me, we hear a squeaky door, which means somebody is coming. This interrupts our little lesson and we all scatter. I ran straight home and I never told a soul. That was too close for me. See, one year before this, some guy tried to rob my big brother Barry, but he got stabbed up for 40 bucks. He barely walked himself to the hospital. He was an extremely gifted painter, uh, Foxy Brown loving, 007 idolizing cool kid who was the original Lego mastermind. After my family spent the wee hours of the night in the hospital, the nurse handed my mother a clear bag of my brother's bloodstained clothes. We left that morning defeated, gone at 19. The image of my father sitting next to me in that Plymouth Chrysler sobbing uncontrollably is still scarred in my memory. Our car jerked with each inconsolable heave. I have to be more careful. If I die too, what would it do to my family? Fall, first day of fifth grade. Hi, Ian. A gaggle of brown-skinned cuties cackle and wave at me, and I'm like, oh, ha, 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 hi. Hey, hey, uh, hi, hey. Oh, I was nowhere near as smooth as my older bro, but I knew one day I could be, and he used to be a fat boy like me, too, that managed to turn himself into a genuine prince. I knew I could do the same if I followed his lead, like on slippery snow-covered blocks. I'd walk right behind him, head down, and put my little boot into his big tracks so that I wouldn't fall. But now I'd have to figure out things on my own. Our teacher, Sister Rosemary McCarthy, is doing the attendance and giving us our seating assignments. Leslie, you're next to Rochelle. Vanessa, you sit next to Douglas. Oh, and Ian, you be sitting next to our new transfer, Stephen. Oh, I look over, and lo and behold, it is the same big-ass black ogre who robbed me earlier that summer. He shoots me a look as I sit next to him that clearly says we won't be discussing how we previously had met. Later on through the grapevine, I learned that Stephen Brown is a transfer from another school who got left back twice 
and kicked out for fights. Not only is he bigger than us, he's bigger than kids in his own age group. Stephen Brown even has a freaking mustache. For the better part of a year, Stephen gives me grief. I get a 96 on the test, he gets a 16. Stephen wants to fuck me up after school. Stephen likes a girl in our class, but she likes me. Stephen wants to fuck me up after school. I get on the honor roll, he wants to fight. I get the lead in the school play, he wants to kick my ass. I'm able to avoid some of these confrontations by sneaking home after school or striking up a conversation with the principal or a teacher and walking them to their car. And they're like, oh, you're such a nice young man. You know, little did they know they were my escort. But there were days it couldn't be avoided. We'd have to scrap in the street until some adult broke us up. And then I get home in conversation at the dinner table was strained. My mom says, how did you get that hole in your pants? Oh, I, I fell. Hmm. My dad, a former Marine who works as a corrections officer, gives me a disapproving side glance that says I should be old enough to figure this out on my own. His advice is always the same. When someone hits you, you hit them back harder. That strategy, however, wasn't working so well with Steven. I was tired of coming home with scrapes on my neck, knuckles, and pop buttons on my shirt. How could I make Steve go away permanently? <gasps> yo, yo, my dad's .38 caliber revolver. It was in a lockbox in the back room on a high windowsill where I, quote unquote, couldn't reach it. I knew where the key was. He never hid it from me. In fact, I was pretty familiar with it. I knew how to load it, clean it, and safety it. If I could get a hold of it, I could just end this good. No more of the torture or embarrassment. And I could finally hold my head high for a change. Now who's scared? In Catholic school, we're required to go to confession. Maybe once or twice a year. And one time I went to Father Luis, the main priest at our church, who convinced me to throw away my brother's entire Playboy collection, which was formidable, I must say. So, Father Luis has considerable sway with me. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been one year since my last confession. My sins are... I stole $5 out of my mother's purse. I watch Showtime after hours and Midnight Blue every Friday night. And I want to kill Stephen Brown. I wait for the usual prescription of Hail Marys and Our Fathers, but Father Luis breaks from tradition. He opens the divider between us so I can see his eyes a bit better. He says, Ejan. You must forgive Stephen, as I have been teaching you. Jesus forgave his tormentors on the cross. It is not easy, but it is the only way, the courageous way. I couldn't even look at the father. I stared at my hands. I imagined Steve's mom weeping. I felt sick to my stomach. Go in peace, my son. Yeah, whatever. See you later. 
Obviously, this pudgy little man had no idea where I was from or what I was talking about. I needed a practical backup. Oh, and I found it in one of my father's old leather batons on the job. They call it a slapper. It was small, pocketable, and weighted. And I'm telling you, one whack with this thing and my enemy would definitely be in retreat. Hmm. Spring rolls around. And I'm walking around with it. And my school is receiving a dozen or so new computers to start our own computer lab. Awesome. But our principal was a bit overwhelmed with this new technology. And he asked for my help setting them up. He takes me in front of the class and he makes the announcement. And he charges me with picking three helpers. Now, Not only are we getting brownie points with the principal. We would have a cool excuse to be out of class and play with all of these cool computers with no supervision. And yours truly, Fat Boy Incorporated, is gonna be doing the picking. Uh, 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 uh. All right, okay. My first pick, my buddy Lamont, of course. Mm -hmm. Second pick, my homeboy William Moreno, no doubt. Third pick, Ijan, you must forgive as Jesus forgave. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Where is that voice coming from? And who the hell is Ijan? My name is Ian. Steven, I say with certainty. <gasps> Steven, Steven, did he say Steven? I said, what, what, Steven? Said, no, he said Steven. I know he didn't say Steven. <gasps> Who, the teacher says? Steve. Oh, clutching her cross, Sister Rosemary says, Steven Brown? Yes. The teacher and principal exchange glances and decide it's okay. The rest of the class applauds while my other buddies give me a what-the-fuck look, and I just shrug. While heading downstairs to move our boxes to the top floor, Stephen quietly pulls me to the side and he says, Why did you pick me? Uh, I say, most of these boxes are pretty big and uh, you're huge. And I know you go to the arcade a lot, and there were likely some games and software packages that we weren't familiar with, and you'd be the best person to determine whether they were functioning properly or not. But what about all those times I stepped to you? It's squashed. What? You squashing it? Fully aware of the weight of my words. Yeah, it's squashed. He puts his hand out. We pounded it out, and that was that. I couldn't believe it. Arcade software packages, but he bought it. And it completely changed his attitude. Stephen was perceived, and he began to perceive himself differently. Steve is hanging with me and the computer geeks now, and was happy to be in league with some of the smart kids for a change. And I helped him. Stephen became a better student. And in turn, 
He gave me invaluable lessons about street smarts. He showed me where it was cool to walk, how to carry myself, how to size people up. And I was now familiar with some of the toughest guys in my area. Guys in group homes, dudes that just got out of jail, cats that sold drugs. I mean, people across the street to avoid these ragamuffins. But, you know, they say, you know, what's, what's up to me and look out for me. Beyond invaluable for a fat kid walking around with a violin every Tuesday and Saturday. But most important of all, we actually became really good friends. I opened him up to things like chemistry and comic books, and he opened me up to sports. And my personal favorite, he revealed to me all of the mysteries of young ladies and sex, things neither of my folks ever, ever talked to me about. And even though I was athletically challenged, he schooled me on the simple things like how to throw and catch a football, how to shoot a basket, things my dad couldn't do because, you know, he worked at night and was usually exhausted. Somehow in the weirdest way, in the checks and balances of the universe, he had taken the place of the older brother I'd lost a year before to street violence. I was grateful. Summer comes back around again, and we decided we wanted to go to the same camp together. So my dad is driving us to the camp, and The three of us had run out of small talk and we sat a bit uncomfortably in silence. Softly, under the blast of the horns, we could hear Lottie Dottie by Slick Rick the Ruler playing on the radio. And I'm like, hey, Pop, turn that up. My dad smirks. What do you know about that rap stuff? Ink rap, Stephen pipes up. Yo, do that joint you was doing in the cafeteria. Yo, come on, mom. Yo, I'll do the beat. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, look, look, look. Come on. Boom, boom, clap, boom, boom. Clap, boom, boom, clap, boom, boom. Come on, come on. Boom, boom, clap, boom, boom. Clap, boom, boom, clap, boom, boom. My name is Ian. Some ask if my name is European. Yes, it is. It's Scottish and it belongs to me. Yeah. I have some other ladies say, hey, Ian, who you seeing? Come up and see me sometime if you do think I'm appealing. But being Ian means being busy, so I'm not free. And I'll take a rain chick. She got upset, kicked me in my knee. And I kept my cool as I always do because I'm West Indian. And laugh not life's a hobby because it's funny being Ian. Ha 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 That was good, right, Mr. Eden? That was good, right? I look over and my dad is smiling. In fact, his laughter is shaking that old Plymouth Chrysler. (laughs) Yeah, he said, (laughs) that was good. You boys are all right. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. That was Ian Eaton telling his true story, Steve, from Houses on the Moon Theater Company's production of Gun Country. Ian developed the story in a Houses on the Moon creative workshop series with others whose lives have been touched by violence. I asked Ian if sharing something so personal was difficult for him. Well, honestly, um, talking about my brother and stuff like that isn't a thing that I usually do, as you know, because you've known me for several years and you've never heard this story or even known that I had a brother. I can't speak for all, but for myself, I, I felt as though it's something that happens to everyone in my community. At one point or another, we all deal with some form of violence against ourselves, our neighbors, or someone in our family. So, uh, um, I didn't, I, I didn't feel the agency to tell it or share it or even to, to talk about it because I didn't feel it was uncommon. It is a big deal. So just, again, considering where I'm from, it's not something you do. You don't, uh, you don't complain about it because in a way, complaining about it sort of weakens you and you want to be able to keep up that, that, uh, that strong face that it's not bothering you. It will not continue to bother you, and you can be strong. And what's the cost of remaining silent? How necessary is it to talk about it? Uh, I think the cost is is that it ends up it, it ends up building up and hurting you even more. I mean, having the opportunity to do this and to write it out and to speak it out and to share it with other people has been extremely uh, therapeutic for me, and it's also taught me that, uh, you know, um, I'm not alone. Other people, you know, the whole world is hurting. You know, other people suffer and they go through their fair share of challenges. And uh, sharing that with others definitely lightens the load. Do, uh, do you ha- if he's listening right now, do you have any message uh, to send to Steve? Yes, much love, Stephen Brown, a.k.a. KB. You know who you are. Um, yeah, you, you made a tremendous difference in my life. I appreciate you. Much love always. And hopefully we'd be able to touch base soon. All of the Houses on the Moon work is born out of some vital demonstrated social need. Our community partners are an essential part of that process. On the research end, they assure our work is authentic and of service to the community. And in performances... They help us to connect audiences with educational and support resources. One of our most significant community partners for this project was an organization called David Shoes. The founder of David Shoes, Elaine Lane, started the organization as a response to her son David's murder when he was just 18 years old, his life taken by a 17-year-old. I invited Elaine to join us, and I asked her to tell me more about her personal journey. I'm going back to the to the night that I heard about David's death. And, you know, first you, ha- you get over the, the shock, the shock of 
uh, of what's happening. And then the, the honest truth is I really didn't know what grief was about. I, I remember that next day telling my girlfriend, okay, let me hurry up and get over this grief so I can just go ahead on and live my life. Uh, I think I was looking at grief as this three-month period down in the South, you were supposed to wear black for three months. Well, I knew I wasn't going to wear black for three months, but I would give it the this grief period three months and then continue on. And that's not what it is at all. Um, and sometimes I think that my grief lasted longer than it should have or I could have. I just knew that I was going into a deep depression, extremely deep depression, and decided that I had to do something about this because living was just like going to work at six o'clock in the morning because that was the earliest I can get there, staying until seven or eight o'clock because that was the latest that I can, um, eating and sleeping, uh, and looking at television. And I call some of those activities my drugs because even in um, my journey with David Shoes, I've met parents who unfortunately fell into using, uh, you know, uh, drugs. And I knew I could not look down on them because I knew what my drug was. My drug was the television. My drug was sleep. My drug was work. And after being in that kind of a situation for years... I realized that there was something I had to do about it because I couldn't continue to live like this because this wasn't living. Elaine, first of all, I'm you know I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, I feel like it's a failure as a country that we've lost so many young people and that you've had to bear this burden personally. Thank you, thank you. No, I, the sad part about it, this is it doesn't stop. I keep thinking about that bullet that bullet does not stop. It never stops. It's been over 20 years and it continues to move. Elaine transformed her grief by creating a violence prevention program called David Shoes, dedicated to helping children and teens honor life. Ian and Elaine know each other because they were both part of our original Gun Country storytelling workshops. After Ian told his story for this podcast, we connected the two of them in conversation. I know what uh, a labor of love uh, running this program has been for you, and I just wanted to know what are some of what what is the one thing or one story or one thing that you are most proud of? The thing that really helps you to continue to do this sort of work. Oh, two things. I have to say two uh, because, you know, being a teacher, number one, um, and and the the students like Stephen would have a lot of my energy because I know I have to do whatever I need to do to try to connect with them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, we forget about that kid who's doing all of the, we forget about the Ians who are doing all of the right things and who's moving forward because we think that we don't have to. Um, what do you call it? We don't have to worry about them. Right. Well, the book scholarship that we've given, uh, and we give it to, to young people, who, the young men who have, who are completing high school, going to college, and we give the book scholarship for the four years, and we connect them with a mentor. Seeing 
my first graduation, mm. seeing those two young men graduate mm. um, from college. They graduated from Drew University in Madison uh, was so heartwarming. As a matter of fact, I had to leave quickly because I was in tears. <laughs> I mm. mean, real, real big tears, you know. So yes. that was one thing um, that really, you know, made me realize the importance of it. And then it was another one. I keep thinking about this young man. I gave a presentation and I saw him with a T-shirt. And his T-shirt was rest in peace someone. And it was about a teen who had been killed. And when I saw the T-shirt, I, did, I do know that I wanted to speak to him. And through our conversation, he told me exactly about this kid and everything else. And he said um, that he just got out of jail, you know, and mm -hmm. he talked about what he had done. And we, so we continued to talk. And as it was getting time for me to leave, I told him, I quote, as like a, a mother, I don't want to see you in a jail again. You don't you ever, ever tell me that you've been there again. And he turned around and he said, pray for me. Mm hmm. And um, so we can see these tough kids. We can see the Stevens and they look tough and they look like, you know, like they can pull our guts away, mm -hmm. but they're human and they are tender and, and they're kind. Yeah. And yes. they're kind. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to be able to, if to touch, to touch kids like that, that gives me the motivation to continue on to move continuously move forward both of those acts mm, thank you that was beautiful thank you elaine and ian i have loved spending this time with you and i will return to this closet anytime to do it hopefully <laughs> hopefully in a better time soon we can hug one another yes yes, yes absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Yes. ian eaton is an actor and a writer and a longtime creative member of the houses on the moon family you may have seen him on Law & Order and HBO's Oz. He's a proud member of Only Make Believe, a not-for-profit organization that creates and performs interactive theater for children in hospitals and care facilities. Elaine Lane is founder of David's Shoes, which provides scholarships and mentorships to young men of color. She has worked as an educator in Newark, New Jersey for the Newark Public Schools for 30 years. You can find David's Shoes on the web at davidsshoes.org. The producer and editor of the Houses on the Moon podcast is Will Coley. Original music by Raleigh Neal. The artistic director of Houses on the Moon Theater Company is Emily Joy Weiner. And the managing director is Kevin Connor. We are so grateful to the Lane Key Family Foundation and to the Broadway Podcast Network for making this program possible. If you want to learn more about Houses on the Moon, please visit us on the web at housesonthemoon.org. Or follow us on Instagram. We're at Houses on the Moon. Or you can find us on Facebook as Houses on the Moon Theater Company. I'm your creative producer and host, Jeffrey Solomon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Keep your ear to the ground. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.